Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Canyon Creek Baptist Church, where our goal is to know Jesus and make Jesus known. To learn more about Canyon Creek, visit us online at creekfamily.org. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Josh Murray. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you doing this morning? Hey, it's good to see you on a welcome you to Canyon Creek. I also want to welcome those who are joining us online from home for our live stream service. We're glad that you're tuning in today. And I want to give just a couple quick announcements before we jump in this morning. Uh, As I mentioned last week, our Awana leadership team is going to host a brief sort of come and go informational meeting in the fellowship hall after service today. And uh, I want to encourage you again to stop by the fellowship hall uh, on your way out today to, to learn about the various needs that we have in our Awana ministry and the various ways that you can serve. I promise that there's a place for everyone there and we need your help as we continue discipling and raising up the next generation. Uh, And if we don't have enough people serving right now, we don't in this fall, we're not gonna be able to have Awana. So I wanna encourage you as I did last Sunday to pray about how you could be a part of that if God is leading you to do that. So if that's you, please stop by the fellowship hall on your way out today to get some more information. Uh, And then I wanna let you know about something we're gonna do next Sunday that's a little bit different than normal. Next Sunday, we're calling Family Sunday. All right, we've never done this before. Uh, It's something new that we're doing, and it's basically a day where we're gonna come together and highlight the intergenerational nature and aspect of our church. It's really a time for us to celebrate how intergenerational and family-oriented we are here at Canyon Creek. So next Sunday, uh, we're gonna have everybody in here with us for service. So all of the kids are gonna be here, all the ages. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Parents also, you don't have to, but if you want to, you're welcome to go to Sunday school with your kids before service and sit in their environment and learn with them. Uh, So that'll be next Sunday. We're really looking forward to that. It's a great time to be here with your family as we come together and worship Before this series on David, I preached just a message about gossip. Um, Part of the reason that I preached that message is because I think that there are some things in our lives that we really need to deal with, but the reality is what we do more often than not is choose to ignore those things. And gossip is one of those things. And today we're going to talk about another one of those things. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness, all right? And there are some things like gossip and forgiveness that we choose to ignore. And if we choose to ignore them and not deal with them properly, they can cause a lot of damage in our lives. They can cause a lot of destruction. And the reason that I want to talk about things like this is because I really want you to find healing in your life. Okay? I don't want you to just get by. I don't want you to just make it. I really want you to walk and live the life that God is calling us to live. And sometimes even we as Christians... We walk through life and we choose to ignore some things instead of actually dealing with them and taking them on and and, and solving them. And again, when we choose to ignore them, they can just cause more and more and more damage and more and more and more problems in our lives. But when we choose to deal with them, I believe we find healing and restoration and redemption and hope and joy and peace and freedom. And all of these things are things that God wants us to experience in our lives. And all of these things are things that I want you to experience in your lives. There's a freedom and a peace that comes when we really choose to deal with things that we need to deal with rather than just ignoring them and living with this underlying tension and destruction that is slowly chipping away at us. So today we're going to talk about forgiveness, all right? Or maybe I should say we're going to talk about unforgiveness. And here's the reason why. So many times we end up ignoring this. We ignore these things. 
We ignore wrongs, we ignore hurts, we ignore pain, we ignore damage, we don't deal with it. And ignoring it is not the same as dealing with it, all right? Ignoring it is not the same as healing from it. I truly believe that our choice to ignore these things is one of the enemy's favorite tactics to use against us because ultimately he wants to keep us from healing, right? He wants to keep us from being restored. He wants to keep us in our hurts. And if he can keep us in our hurts, if he can just keep us uh, stuffing things down and ignoring these things and acting like they don't matter, then he'll eventually be able to break us. So if we don't deal with the pain, it's just gonna keep hurting us more and more and more. And again, the reason why I talk about these things is because I love you, right? And pastorally, there's a peace and a freedom and a joy that I want you to experience in your life. And that peace, that freedom, that joy is stolen from you when these things go unchecked, all right? So today we're gonna talk about unforgiveness. And I want to take a look at something Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter four. In this chapter, Paul's writing about how we should interact with one another. He's writing about how we should deal with each other. This is what he says. He says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil evil behavior. Remember, we studied this passage just a, a couple months ago talking about gossip. Instead, he turns it over. He says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you, okay? So again, in the first part of this passage, Paul describes what happens when unforgiveness goes unchecked in our lives. That's we end up with bitterness, we end up with rage, with anger, with harsh words, slander, all types of evil behavior, he says. And as that unforgiveness goes unchecked, it very quickly turns into something else, and that's bitterness, And as it grows into bitterness, it begins to steal from you. Steals your peace, steals your joy, and ultimately it steals your freedom. Unforgiveness leads to bitterness, and bitterness just slowly tears away at you. Destroys who you are, it destroys your relationships, it steals your joy, it steals your peace of mind, and ultimately it steals your identity. But that's what we do. We hold on to that bitterness. We hold on to that unforgiveness. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, right? You're mad at someone for what they've done, so you drink the poison. And when you drink the poison, you're hoping that it's going to affect them, but really the person that it's affecting is you. It's stealing your joy. It's stealing your peace. It's stealing your freedom. It's like a tumor. And what happens when you have a tumor and you choose to ignore it? It grows, It takes over more and more of your life. It takes over more and more of your body and it slowly and subtly begins to kill you. That's what happens when we have bitterness and unforgiveness that goes unchecked. I love Hebrews chapter 12. He tells us this, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch how he describes this. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. I love that this verse describes bitterness as a poisonous root, because what do roots do? Roots give life to other things, right? So in other words, bitterness and unforgiveness, it becomes a root that's supplying all of the other things in your life. And when you understand just how damaging unforgiveness can be, you begin to understand why God constantly calls us to forgive one another, right? It's over and over and over again, right? He's constantly telling us in scripture, forgive one another. Why is he doing that over and over and over again? Why does it matter so much? Because he understands just how damaging 
bitterness and unforgiveness can be. So today I really want us to make a paradigm shift. When we think of forgiveness, we tend to think of it as a duty, right? We think of it as just the right thing to do. And I might not necessarily want to forgive somebody because they've wronged me and they've hurt me, but I do it anyway because it's my duty as a Christian to forgive them. I do it because Jesus tells me I should. I'm supposed to be a person of grace and forgiveness because Jesus told me to. So I'm gonna forgive people, right? It's a duty. But I don't want us to view forgiveness as a duty. I want us to view it as a pathway to freedom. I want us to view it as a pathway to healing. And that's what I'm hoping to illustrate to you today. See, God doesn't just tell us to forgive one another because he wants us to be better people. He doesn't just tell us to forgive one another because he wants us to become better versions of ourselves. I don't think God calls us to forgiveness just for the sake of forgiveness. I believe he tells us to forgive one another because he wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to experience healing in relationships. He wants us to walk in peace. And when it comes to bitterness and unforgiveness, the pathway to freedom and healing and peace runs right through forgiveness. The problem is, I think we have a very incorrect understanding of what forgiveness really is. And I think that incorrect understanding comes from a couple things. I think it comes from what we're taught as kids, right? Think about what we do with our kids. When kids are in an argument, when a kid hurts another kid, when kids get into a fight, the parents bring the kids together and they say, all right, now you apologize. And the kids say, I'm sorry, but they don't mean it at all, right? And the parents say, okay, now you tell them you forgive them. And the kid says, I forgive you, but they don't mean it at all. And there's no empathy involved in this situation whatsoever because we didn't teach them anything about empathy. We just forced them to apologize. They're just fulfilling their duty. They're doing it because it's required of them. And that right there is probably where our very broken and incorrect understanding of forgiveness comes from. Right? When we need to apologize, when we need to ask for forgiveness, when we need to give forgiveness, we probably feel like God is our parent and he's bringing us to the table and we have to say the words because he told us to, right? It's this mentality that forgiveness is a duty. But when we offer forgiveness that way, it's lacking the empathy and the freedom that comes when there's genuine forgiveness taking place in our hearts, all right? So the forgiveness that God calls us to, it's not about outward actions. It's about freedom. It's about healing in your heart, in your mind, and in your life. In other words, forgiveness is not about God forcing you to be the bigger person, okay? Forgiveness is where he leads you to rest in freedom. And that needs to be our shift. That needs to be our new perspective, okay? Because here's what forgiveness does. It frees you from the bondage of other people's actions, and here's what we do so often. We allow what other people have done to us to keep us in bondage, right? Have you noticed that in your life? In our hearts, in our minds, in our emotions, in every part of our lives, let me say it this way. When you choose bitterness and unforgiveness, you're allowing people's actions to continue to control your life. You're allowing people's actions to continue to tell your story. Because not only was there an action that took place, now that action has led to bitterness and unforgiveness and it's doing some serious damage in your heart. So not only did the person do something damage to you, now you're allowing that action to begin to change who you are on the inside and you're in bondage. Unforgiveness, it allows other people's actions to keep you trapped in that bondage and that is not what we want, right? 
as Paul says in Ephesians chapter four, our job is to forgive others since God has already forgiven us in Christ. Now that sounds great, doesn't it? But that's a lot harder than that, isn't it? It's a lot harder than it sounds because forgiveness is tough. It's tough because it literally means that someone has wronged you. It's tough because it literally means that someone has hurt you. That's why forgiveness is required in the first place. But it sounds pretty easy when we read it in Ephesians chapter four, but in reality, it's a whole lot more difficult than that. So it's tough. I'm not here to tell you that it's easy, but the challenge that I wanna give you today is this. Don't let someone else's actions steal your peace, okay? Don't let someone else's actions steal your freedom because that's what unforgiveness is. And it's a terrible, terrible master, all right? So how do we do it? It's easy to say it. It's easy to understand the hurt involved. It's easy to understand the damage involved. We know that God calls us to forgive, but how do we actually do it? I believe it starts with our actions, right? In order to walk in forgiveness, we have to get our actions in line. I think one of the biggest reasons we hold on to unforgiveness is because we have this innate need to see people get what they deserve, right? You ever felt that way before? Yeah. One of the biggest reasons we hold on to that bitterness, that unforgiveness, is because we have this need to see people get what they have coming for them, right? In other words, someone has wronged me, someone has hurt me, someone has done something to me, and now I have this desire that I have to see them get what they deserve for it, right? In other words, I need to see some justice. I need to see some revenge. I need to see them pay for what they've done. And I think that is a huge stumbling block for a lot of us when it comes to forgiveness because we feel like forgiving someone means that we're letting them off the hook. And that's why we hold on to that bitterness. That's why we hold on to that unforgiveness because we don't wanna let them off the hook, right? We wanna keep them on this hook as long as we can. We're not ready to let them off. We're not ready to drop it. And they hurt me and they need to get hurt back. So I'm not gonna move on until I see that justice. Let me just tell you, the weight of justice is a very heavy weight. And it's a weight that you and I were never meant to carry. And some of you know that because you're carrying it right now. And it's tough and it's heavy. There's some bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart and you're carrying around the weight of justice because of it. And you're just waiting to see them get what they deserve, right? You're just waiting to see them get what's coming for them. And when that happens, you'll be able to breathe and move on. Listen, that is not a good place to be. God wants more for you than that, okay? The good news is this, God offers to carry the weight of justice so that you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness. God is a good judge. He's a righteous judge. He's a faithful judge. And the weight of judgment belongs to him alone. The weight of justice belongs to him alone. It's a burden that weighs heavily on us. The weight of seeing people pay for what they've done and it robs us of the freedom and the joy and the peace that God wants us to experience in our lives. Again, it's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. But in reality, all the poison is doing is destroying us. And we drink it. And we hold on to that bitterness. We hold on to that unforgiveness and we're waiting, waiting and waiting for them to experience payback. But all along, it's just hurting us. God says, let me take care of the weight of justice so that you can walk in the freedom of forgiveness. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 says this, dear friends, never take revenge. 
Plain and simple, leave it to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge and I will pay them back, says the Lord. Look at this shift. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. He says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Another good one in Proverbs chapter 20. Don't say, I will get even for this wrong. Wait for the Lord to handle the matter. In other words, don't worry about it, right? You don't have to get even. You don't have to get revenge. Psalm 37, another one, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper because it only leads to harm. Bitterness and unforgiveness, it only leads to harm. And it's not harming the other person, it's harming you, all right? If you're gonna find true freedom through forgiveness, you're going to have to learn to change your actions. You're gonna have to learn to let go of that bondage and that obsession over waiting for people to see uh, for them to get what they, what they deserve. And that's a difficult shift for us to make. That's a difficult step for us to take. It's difficult because it's countercultural, right? We weren't raised that way. That's not the way we were raised. We grew up in a society that is so bound up with hatred and so bound up with fear and so bound up with worry over the weight of everything. So yes, peace is countercultural. But if you're going to experience peace that is countercultural, then that means you're going to have to do some countercultural things. And one of those things is choosing forgiveness instead of retribution, right? So the question that I really want you to think about today is this, is the obsession over seeing someone pay for what they've done to you worth the price of your freedom? Is the obsession over seeing someone pay for what they've done to you worth the price of your peace? Because that's what you're paying. Instead, we put that weight in the hands of God, which is right where it belongs, because he offers to carry the weight of justice so that we can walk in the freedom of forgiveness, okay? Here's what I found to be true. The pathway to experiencing this freedom through forgiveness runs directly through empathy. And empathy is something that we greatly struggle with, right? In other words, true forgiveness, I would say this, it's impossible without empathy, now I wanna to explain to you the difference between sympathy and empathy because they're not the same thing. Sympathy is I feel bad for you, right? I'm sorry for what you're going through. I pity you. Sympathy can even be this. Wow, it sucks what they're going through. I'm so glad I'm not going through that, right? Empathy is different. Empathy is I understand what you're going through and I'm invested in it with you, right? That's a whole new level of caring that is very difficult for us. But the Bible tells us that we're called to forgive others just as God forgave us in Christ, meaning you have royally messed up. But God was so good that he forgave you of your sins and your mistakes. Now he tells us to share that same grace that God has so richly poured out on us with the people who have wronged you and I. It's okay when we're able to, to do it on our own. We can understand this kind of forgiveness, when we remember our own flaws, when we remember our own mistakes, that's when we can begin to understand how important it is to forgive others. In Matthew chapter six, Jesus says it even more bluntly. He says, if you haven't forgiven others for their sins, then why should God forgive you of yours, right? And that's an eye-opening idea. 
The reality is we have a very good habit of downplaying our own mistakes and highlighting everyone else's. It's a terrible habit. We look at ourselves through rose-colored glasses, right? We justify everything we do. We say, well, I may be doing that, but at least I'm not as bad as they are. Or maybe I did that, but I didn't do what they did, right? We believe in the grace of God, but we act like we have never needed it, right? And that puts us in this self-righteous victimhood mentality. And that self-righteous victimhood is a recipe for living in the bondage of bitterness and unforgiveness. And unfortunately, that's where so many of us choose to live our lives in self-righteous victimhood, where we feel really good about ourselves and we've got it all together and we look down on everybody else. When people do things to us, we absorb that victim mentality. I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And we live that way. And once you become a victim, it's very easy for you to start living your life in bondage to bitterness and unforgiveness and it will destroy your life. It will destroy your freedom. It'll rob you of your peace. But when you're able to remember just how powerful the grace of God has been in your life, it makes it easier for you to share that same grace with other people. And that is how empathy works. When you understand just how gracious God has been with you, it helps you to be that gracious with other people. If you wanna be able to walk in the freedom of forgiveness, you have to remember just how much God has forgiven you. You with me this morning? So getting your mind and a heart to a place where you're ready to forgive people, it's a difficult thing. It requires a lot of changing your mind, but I'm gonna tell you how to do it, okay? And I'm not gonna give you three steps. I'm not even gonna give you two. I'm just gonna give you one. I believe if you can do this one thing, it'll change your perspective on forgiveness. It'll change your mind, your heart, your actions, your life. Here's the one step you need to take if you truly wanna walk in the freedom of forgiveness. It's this, pray for those who have wronged you. Pray for those who have hurt you. Pray for those who need your forgiveness. Pray for those who need God's forgiveness. Now, how many of you are hearing this phrase for the hundredth time this morning, right? We hear it all the time. I'm sure you hear it and you're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I should try that, right? Of course it sounds like a great idea. But if you actually do it, it'll change something in your heart, right? It'll change something in your mind. It'll change your actions, your life. I would argue that every single one of us here today probably knows this. In other words, this isn't a knowledge problem. It's an application problem. And my question to you is this. Do you really want to walk in freedom from the weight of bitterness and unforgiveness? Do you want that? Do you want that freedom? You can have it. You can have that joy. You can have that peace. You can have the freedom. God wants to give it to you. The question is, are you willing to walk it out? And the step that is required is for us to begin to pray for those who have hurt us, right? I love this. Jesus, Matthew chapter five, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he says this. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor, but still you hate your enemy. What does Jesus say? He says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Listen to what he's saying. He's saying, you know the law. You know that you're supposed to love your neighbor, but you still hate them, right? Instead, he says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who have wronged you. Pray for those who have hurt you. If you really wanna walk in the freedom of forgiveness and you're having a hard time forgiving someone in your life, start praying for them. I promise it'll make it easier, okay? Now we're not praying for God to strike them with lightning, right? That's not the prayer you wanna pray. 
We're not praying for God to kill them. We're not praying for God to punish them, right? I shared this with someone one time and they said, I'll pray for God to give them hemorrhoids. <laughs> True story. I said, you missed the point of the story, right? The reality is this. It's really hard to hate someone when you're asking God to work in their life. I found that to be true. It's really hard to not forgive somebody when you're asking God to forgive them. It's really hard to continue living in the bitterness that you have over someone when you're actually praying for them and believing on their behalf and genuinely asking God to move in their life. So the principle is that. Pray for your enemies. It works. God's word does not return void. It's a powerful thing. But here's the kicker, okay? Praying for your enemies. It may never change them, but I can guarantee that it will change you. Praying for your enemies. It may never change their heart, but I can guarantee that it will change your heart. Pray for your enemies. So if you're here today and you're walking around with the weight of bitterness, the weight of unforgiveness, and you've been ignoring it, it's going unchecked in your life, I believe the first step that you need to take is to start praying for that person. Start praying for that person who's hurt you. Start praying for that person who's wronged you. And here's why I want you to do this. I want to see you walk in freedom. I don't wanna watch you carry a burden that you were never meant to carry. I want you to experience healing. I want you to experience joy in your life. I want you to experience freedom. I want you to experience peace. I love that scripture we read. Ephesians chapter four, I wanna read it one more time. Paul tells us to get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, all types of evil behavior, and instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. If you're struggling to forgive someone, remember just how much God has forgiven you and begin to pray for that person. But if you're carrying around that weight today, that weight of bitterness, that weight of unforgiveness, there is a freedom in your life that you will only find through forgiveness. It's not gonna come any other way, but I want you to experience it. And some of you are here today and you're carrying that weight because you have been deeply wronged and you have been deeply hurt and you have been abused. You've been hung out to dry and I'm not here to downplay any of that. I'm not saying that forgiveness is going to instantly heal you from all of that. Don't hear what I'm not saying. It's gonna take much more. It might take some counseling. It might take some recovery. It's definitely gonna take some time, but forgiveness, it's the first step you need to take, okay? Now, I wanna make one more thing clear. Forgiveness does not mean that you give the wrongdoers the same access in your life again. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness does not mean that you allow these people to hurt you. Again, forgiveness does not mean that you become a doormat and you just allow this person to continue walking all over you and hurting you and wronging you and abusing you. That's not what forgiveness is. Sometimes with forgiveness, we have to draw boundaries, but don't allow the boundaries that you have drawn to take the place of the forgiveness that you need to give because that's what we do. We pull ourselves out of toxic situations and we draw our boundary. But what happens is we draw our boundary, we pull ourselves out 
we form our boundary, we begin to ignore it and we're inside of our boundary and they're outside, but we've never dealt with the hurt, right? So we've pulled ourselves out. We've drawn some boundaries. We've figured some things out. We've changed a little bit about our relationship and we're over here now, but the unforgiveness that came with me, the bitterness came with me. The anger came with me, the hurt came with me, the rage came with me, the feelings came with me. All of the things that are damaging me about this relationship came with me, even as I drew the boundaries. So boundaries are great, boundaries are okay. You need some boundaries, there's nothing wrong with that, but you really still need to deal with the hurt. You really still need to deal with the forgiveness. You can't ignore it because there's a peace and a freedom and a joy and a healing that can only be found through forgiveness. So the challenge I want to leave you this week with is this. Don't let what happened to you in the past determine the narrative of your future. And that's what happens when we get stuck in bitterness. That's what happens when we get stuck in unforgiveness. We allow that event, that person, that relationship that happened in the past to change the narrative of our future, right? Here's what we do. We give way too much power to the people who have hurt us. That's what we do. We allow them to continue hurting us. We allow them to continue controlling us. We allow them to lock us in bondage to bitterness and unforgiveness. Don't let what has happened to you in the past determine the narrative of your future because our God is a God of redemption. Our God is a God of restoration. Our God is a God of new beginnings. So as Paul said, the only solution is to get rid of all bitterness, get rid of rage, get rid of anger, harsh words, slander, all types of evil behavior, and instead make a shift. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Love your enemies, Jesus says, and pray for those who have wronged you. Let's pray this morning. Father, help us to get rid of all of those things. Help us to get rid of bitterness and unforgiveness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander and all types of evil behavior that have so infected our lives. And instead, help us to be kind to one another. Help us to be tenderhearted. Help us to forgive one another the same way that you have so richly forgiven us in Christ. Give us the grace, Father, to forgive those who have hurt us. Help us, Father, to give them the same forgiveness that you have given us time and time again. Help us to forgive those who have become our enemies. May our prayers for them, Father, be a reflection of your unconditional love and grace. We pray, God, that you would reconcile our hearts, that you would heal our wounds. We pray that you would free us from the bondage that we lock ourselves in through bitterness and unforgiveness. And help us just to remember, God, that forgiveness is not a sign of weakness. It's not about letting someone off the hook. It's a testimony of your love that is at work in each and every one of our lives. So help us, Father, to let go of those past hurts and instead walk in the freedom of forgiveness. With heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment here this morning, maybe you came in here 
today. Maybe you're watching at home and you're at a place in your life today where you're really having a hard time with something like this. You're really having a hard time letting something go. You're really having a hard time forgiving someone. I want you to consider for just a second if you're really struggling with forgiveness today that it may be because you don't fully understand and embrace the forgiveness that God has given you through the blood of Jesus. If that's where you are today, you can, for, you can find that forgiveness. You can find salvation only in a relationship with Jesus because God sent him to this world and he lived a perfect life here on earth and he died a sinner's death on a cross. He was buried in a tomb, but he came out of it alive so that we could be forgiven so that we could know God, so that we could find freedom, so that we could spend our eternity in heaven with him. So if that's you today, you wanna place your faith and your trust in Jesus and receive that gift of forgiveness, I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Church, let's make this our prayer together. Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me today. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and that you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. So today I turn away from my sin and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life so that I can know you and trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. I give it all to you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You've been listening to the official podcast of Canyon Creek Baptist Church. If you made a decision to commit your life to Jesus or would like to get connected with Canyon Creek, visit us online at creekfamily.org forward slash connect and fill out a connect card. Thanks again for joining us.